my nightmare. Every town has an Elm Street. Let's get home. Come to Freddy. Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff, and this week I am joined by a very special guest because we are continuing on our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective here in the Skewered Universe. This week we're talking about Freddy's Dead. As a boy, he was always different. No one understood him. Time to take your medicine. Thank you, sir. No one could control him. Go inside, honey. But now, it's a new beginning. The beginning of the end for Freddy. Every town has an Elm Street. Screaming while the bus is in motion. Did you mind or go for? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little soul too. Oh, yeah. We're gonna have to hit him with everything we got. Now I'm playing with power. We're in Twin Peaks here. It's gotta be me and him. You wanna live? Hey, watch out! What's with kids today, huh? Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Great graphics. They saved the best for last. And I got my buddy Chuck. Howdy, howdy. You're with me to discuss this movie. How you doing, Chuck? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Good. Glad excited to have to talk- you, man. Yeah, yeah, excited about talking talk about this movie, actually. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad because... I was wondering how this was going to play out. I'm like, who would come on to talk Freddy's Dead? Because I've never, I've not heard too many people. Well, I've heard reviews of it, but I haven't heard too many people just have a conversation <laughs> about the movie. It's not. It's it's the weirdest one out of the series, bro. <laughs> it really, it's the it's the Jason goes to hell of uh, of Nightmare on Elm Streets. You know what I mean? It's it's very true. It's yeah. very true. Because yeah. just when you thought it couldn't get any weirder than part five, the dream child, 
Right. Freddy's dead comes along and says, hold my beer. Yeah, completely. Yeah, that is exactly what happens. <laughs> and rewatching this, uh, I because I, I I have I've always liked this movie. Just to, just so that I've I've always been a fan of this movie. It's got some good <laughs> memories. Uh, and then rewatching it the other night, um, it there, there's so many different emotions as a, as an older man. Well, I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, but actually really watched it. Me and uh, uh, my co-host of, of, of Graveyard Talk Women. Uh, me and him rewatched it, and by the end of it, we were like, "I don't know how I feel about that movie now." But you know, it's 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 it's, it's weird. It's a back and forth thing. So like, I was really I was really uh, been really pumped to go in here and talk about this movie a little bit. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I I see where you're coming from. Is I think we're coming from a sort of the same place here. Yeah, yeah, I, I could sense it. <laughs> so, to give a brief synopsis for anyone who may not know what Freddy's Dead is. So taking place, what they say, 10 years after part five, I believe. Yeah. There, I think. there is only one surviving teenager of Freddy's massacre. We catch up with him. His name is John Doe. This is this is all we know about him. He's being tormented by Freddy. Ends up getting amnesia, you know, due to Freddy's antics. Goes to what is he taken to a juvenile center? We'll say right, some right. sort of shelter for at-risk youths. You know, which was the big thing in 1991. Yeah, that apparently carry really heavy machinery when it comes down to weaponry. Yeah, like they just store it in a cabinet. Uh, we'll we'll get there because that <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, hands up, sort of befriending this group of you know at at-risk teens that are there carlos tracy and spencer and of course we have maggie who's like the social worker for these kids billy zane's sister billy zane's sister yeah yeah i only found that out like two or three years ago i didn't realize it i never put two and two together same because they don't have any similarities actually they really do because after i realized i never noticed her last name and i was like no and i looked it up and then Looking at him again, and then looking at her, I can see it. It's in the it's it's from like halfway her nose and up. It's the eye. It's the eyes and the and, and the forehead. Oh, you know That's, what? I'm I'm looking yeah. at the cast listing here for the movie because I'll give a brief, you know, yeah. Cast that. But I'm putting my my hand over part of her face, and I'm like, oh, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's in the eyes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's still a looker, but yeah. she looks like, but she, you can typically tell who her, her big brother is. Yeah. So we have some wacky characters, weird antics. Freddy has become basically a cartoon character in this one. Mm-hmm. Antics ensue, and we find out Freddy had a daughter, and ultimately we get to the point where Freddy's dead. That is the basic as basic can get synopsis of this movie because there's really not a whole lot to it. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things here with one of the kids being, you know, smoking a lot of pot, which I don't think the writers of this movie know how pot works. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely wanted to bring that up. Yeah. (laughs) And then one of the girls is sexual. It's alluded to that she was sexually abused by her father. Which is the most, which is probably the darkest thing about this movie. 
yeah like is that whole like dream nightmare sequence uh whew, disturbing yeah and it yeah. it's the closest thing we have to like somebody else kind of being like freddy and yeah. it's there's not much to it it's you know it, a nightmare sequence happens and you're like oh that's dark and then it's over with yeah like uh, what yeah it's it's kind of like the the last house on the lift um uh, uh what's what's the what's the word for it? um the uh remake stick no the original oh the um, original okay yeah in the original they you know it's it's very serious you know kind of like toned movie but then you have these cops that you know the music changes to a cartoon and they're goofy and they're like the the you know the comedy relief and it's like that is not at all like it's almost it seems inappropriate you know what i mean mm-hmm. And it, it seems like in a movie like Freddy's Dead, which, you know, again, you know, the the whole thing with, with uh, was, was it Tracy? Yeah, Tracy. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you have all this goofiness and, and you know, and, and stoners and stupid jokes and just silly, goofy B-movie type shit. And then you have this uber serious scene where she has to confront Freddy, who looks like her sexually abusing dad that's dead apparently or whatever and it's like i don't know I, I i didn't realize how dark that was until i rewatched it the other night and me and whitman were just like "Ooh, that is that, that that never noticed how sinister that actually is and the fact that it's placed in this movie that is one big goofball you know what i mean yeah it's it's a tone shift that's really jarring completely yeah so to run down here, we've got a few important cast members. We have, as we mentioned, Lisa Zane as Maggie. We have Sean Greenblatt as our John Doe, our main character who believes he's Freddy's child for most of the movie. And is the most annoying character in this movie. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he definitely is. Uh, Ricky Dean Logan as Carlos, our hearing impaired friend. Brecken Meyer as Spencer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leslie Dean as Tracy, Yafet Koto as Doc, and of course we can't forget Robert England as the lovable Freddy Krueger. Yeah, and lovable. let's let's shout out a couple of the cameos with uh, Johnny Depp showing up to do the this yes. is brain on drug spot, as mm-hmm. well as uh, Tom Arnold, Roseanne. And, uh, yeah, I was gonna say in my own opinion, garbage human Roseanne. <laughs> Oh, you know. <laughs> my, my own opinion, but I'm not going to go there. We're not going to go there. We won't go there. We'll go there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, fe- anyway, personal feelings about people aside, there's right, your right. cast. They actually have Tom and Roseanne actually have a pretty fun in- cameo in this. Well, when the movie came out, like that was a big deal. Uh, yeah, because I remember being a kid and you you hear there's like rumors that. You know, it was like it was on like you know Entertainment Tonight or some shit, and they were talking about how uh, Roseanne and Tom Arnold are going to be in the the new uh, you know film from the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and all that. And you get all you know, just like oh wow, you know, because I you know growing up on you know Roseanne and stuff, I was like that's that's crazy. Yeah. And then when you see it, you're like oh, and then like they're, they're it's really is just a cameo. They're in there for like like less than three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, you can't forget about Alice Cooper too. Alice, Alice Cooper I was it. I was gonna. Get, I was just going to get to that. I'm like, I'm leaving off the man who portrayed Freddy's abusive father, Alice Cooper. 
Yep. Which is funny because now Alice Cooper has his hands in both uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street franchises. Yeah, he does. I didn't think about that. Yeah. One acting and one giving, you know, the anthem to Jason, yeah. the man behind the mask. Oh, yeah. Which, which is, that's a fun fucking track. I'm sorry. It, oh, dude, when, when me and my buddy went, uh, we went, we, we visited Jason Lives Camp. We stayed there for a couple of nights. Uh, oh. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a group of people and stuff. It was this whole like, you know, on location thing. And before, as we were pulling into the uh, the actual, you know, camp part, because um, you have to go there, you can almost you get lost in some mm-hmm. of the, the roads to get to it. Um, we had to, we had to blast up the uh, Alice Cooper song. And actually, the funny thing is, we had to blast it up twice because the first time we <laughs> took the wrong road, and we're like, uh, okay, okay, woo! It's like Spinal Tap, where they're like, they're like, all right, this way to the stage, you know, woo! And like, what, where the hell's the stage? And yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I didn't, yeah, Alice Cooper, yeah, making his rounds in the in the in the, the franchises there a little bit. Yeah, and. And also having worked with John Carpenter and Prince of Darkness, so he's he's like mm, the trifecta. Mm-hmm. There's like a trifecta going on there. Yeah, which is an underrated film, in my opinion. Oh yeah, more people need to check out Prince of Darkness. Fuck yeah! I mean, Donald Pleasance. I believe it's uh, is it Vic- Victor Wong? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, dude from uh, Big Trouble. Yep. Yep. There's a couple other people I can't remember the names. The names of a couple of them uh, that are that are in there. It's been a minute. That's one that I've been, I've been, we've been talking about possibly doing for Graveyard Talk is is Prince of Darkness because me and women both love that movie. Nice. I discovered it. I don't want to say later, but it was probably in my, I was probably in my early twenties when I discovered that one, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I was like, this movie's fucking intense, and it does not end on a good note at all. No, it, I, it, I it ends it. on a fucked up nerve. Yeah. I actually used part of uh, that uh, transmission that was being broadcast to the, through their dreams in that. Not to, you know, run off on a side tangent here, but yeah, uh, the Patreon content we do, the intro for that has that included, that little broadcast part. That's killer. Because I just thought, it's, I've always liked that part. I'm like, that's really cool, but really fucked up to think somebody's like, we found a way to broadcast to your dream. Shit gets fucked up. You don't know what you're messing with. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Hell yeah, man. Oh, dude, so good. So good. I, I, I've i been I've been on a, on a big John Carpenter kick here lately. I, I've been uh, working on uh, my, nat- my latest novella, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I've been listening to the lost themes of uh, John Carpenter. There's three of them. Um, and the first one's a little more old school giallo sounding. The second one has got a little more bite to it. And the third one is dark as hell and it's perfect for the shit that I've been writing lately. So, yeah, but anyway, anyway yeah, I, I just said a John Carpenter right. episode, but I can totally do it. Yeah. <laughs> but Alice, hey, but, you know, just, just to justify it, Alice Cooper is in Prince of Darkness. We were Kevin Bacon in that shit. You know what I mean? So we, we can shoot <laughs> back around. Exactly. Exactly. we we're playing Six Degrees of Alice Cooper, I guess, tonight. Hey, you know, if there's anybody <laughs> we're going to play it with, Alice Cooper's a perfect one. Yeah. I mean, if we want to go, we can start going to Wayne's World. and it, We're going to get uh, off yeah, on a weird right. tangent. Yeah, okay, all right, you're right, you're right, because I'm starting to think, yeah, you're, you're correct. We need, we need to go back on. <laughs> back on the trail. So, so Freddie's dead. Chuck, I want to ask you, what's what was like your experience, like your first experience with this movie? Uh, like, did you happen to catch it in the theater, or is it something you saw on TV? Drive later? it, drive, drive it. it. Oh, nice. Yeah, 
Well, see, I didn't get to watch all of it in the drive-ins. The funny thing is, where I grew up in uh, in Winchester, Kentucky, it's a little small place. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to, up until a couple of years ago, um, and especially even more with weather this uh, this recently, um, they we had a double screen theater uh, drive-in that uh, had been around since fuck since they started having drive-ins, and. Oh, nice. It was a place that I went to as a kid and, and all that. And unfortunately, weather got really bad uh, in recent times and uh, destroyed it um, completely. So there was no ever coming back to it. And that just a little piece of my childhood there sucked. But um, one 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 time, I don't remember. I, I went with friends to go see a movie. And I cannot remember what was the movie we were actually going to see. Now, like I said, I went to this drive-in all the time as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but on one screen was so-and-so movie that we were watching. And then on the back screen was the movie I actually wanted to watch, which was Freddy's Dead. So, you know, because like an old old school drive-in drive, drive, uh, drive in, uh, way, you got all these little speakers everywhere. So all you got to do is just walk behind where you're at and go over and sit. Because it doesn't matter which, which, which you know, which uh, screen you're at. You've already paid. They don't care. So like, you know, we would tell uh, me and my buddy would tell his parents that we were going to go get some nachos and go to the bathroom. We'd sit over there and watch Freddy's dead for like 30 minutes. And uh, what sucked is we got, when we, when we walked over there, it was right on the 3d shit. Oh. And that was the only difference about the screens that night is they had the 3d shit going on. They were giving out 3d glasses and we didn't have 3d glasses. So we, uh, we didn't get to, we didn't get to do the 3d thing, but we did see it on the big screen for about 30 minutes. And, uh, it was, you know, unfortunately it was like towards the, the acid of the movie when all that shit start with all that stuff's going on. But, but, uh, I was really intrigued, uh, as I had only seen a couple of nightmare on Elm streets at that point. And, um, I was just now kind of just now kind of really, really sinking my teeth into slashers and stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Fre- Freddie, of course, was you know as a kid was a was a big favorite. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of cool being able to like I, I saw it kind of in the you know the drive it kind of not. Yeah, so that's my first my first uh, seeing it. But when I first actually fully watched it, uh, it was I, I rented it uh, with uh, probably the same friend that I that I watched it with the drive in. Okay, um, there was a, a place called Roars Video, the same place that uh, I was talking about in Winchester. And it uh, it was great. They they had a nice little selection of horror movies. Um, we wanted to watch Freddy's Dead. It was we we had, we had been discovering all these horror movies and, and all the you know Hellraiser and and you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre all that. And so we were on the we were on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And um, we got to Freddy's Dead. And we couldn't we couldn't fucking find it anywhere. You know there was there was two or three other places in town um, that uh, that that were out. Because it was so, you know, it just got released on video. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't just released on video, but like it, people rent them out and never bring them back, you know? Um, yeah. And so uh, so we went to Roars and it was ne- nowhere to be seen on, on the rack. And the guy heard us talking about it that was working there. He goes, Oh, that's not in the horror section. I was like, What? Where's it at? Romance? And he was like, No, comedy. <laughs> and sure, sure as shit, there was two copies, VHS copies of Freddy's Dead in the comedy section of Roar's video. Huh. Yeah. So we uh we rented it and we were kind of curious why it was in the comedy section. And when we got home and we we got back to his place and we, we popped it in the VCR and about mm, ten minutes in we realized why. 
because uh, it was even though there's camp um, throughout all of them um, for the most part, um, this one just it's 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 campy moments are just maximized. You know what I mean? Like you said, Freddy's yeah. more of a cartoon character in this shit. You know, mm-hmm. so it, uh, it 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 was kind of different when I first watched it, and it actually took me a little while uh, before I really 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 liked it but when i did it, it became a favorite of mine for many 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 years uh since then mm, I'll, it's uh, yeah we'll get there <laughs> yeah so i yeah. i did not have the the cool uh you know semi drive-in experience with this i actually the first time i actually sat down and watched this i bought one of the uh, first dvd box sets of the entire franchise I don't know oh, if you've nice. ever seen that set. It's like a black box with like a gold or like a bronze looking Freddy on it. You put them all together and it's him. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. So I had that one. I sold it years back and I kicked myself every day because it was such a nice looking box set. Yeah. Yeah. But that was where I first saw Freddy's Dead because I just decided one weekend I'm going to watch all these movies. I haven't seen them all all the way through. I've only seen you know, three, four, and five so much growing up on TV as a kid. Yeah. So those were the constants. And when I got yeah. to this one, I was like, oh, I forgot this has the 3D part at the end of the movie. Which, you know, I'll be honest, I watched the 3D part in 3D. You weren't missing a whole lot. Other than the right, picture yeah. being clear on the on the screen at the drive-in. Right. But yeah. um, it's it's a fun little thing to have. But yeah, the first time I saw it, I was watching through all the movies and for me, it was like, okay, part two, I was like, that's the odd man out. I was like, I don't yeah. know what's going on here. And then I get to three, and I was like, of course I love three. It's the one I watched the most growing up. Four and five have always been like, they're fun, but they're like background watches. And then I got to this, and I'm like, what the hell did they do? What happened? Yeah. And then digging into the franchise over the years as I have... I've realized what had happened. I was like, oh, that's why it is the way it is. So I didn't come away loving this in the beginning, but I have an appreciation for it now as just like the end of an era. They just kind of went, well, he's already been, you know, start. I want to say starting in part four was when it really started to get heavy with the one liners. He had a few in part three, but I think part three, Freddie was still kind of dark. Well, part three, though. Uh, that's where he uh, he coined his his most famous uh, phrase. Welcome to welcome, prime time, Brit. Welcome <laughs> to prime time, it. bitch. <laughs> Thank you, because I almost said Britch, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I don't think we'll get canceled for saying Britch. No, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There, he was still he was still pretty dark in part three. I mean, one and two, you have a dark, sinister Freddy. Three. Right. He's still dark, but there's the one-liners there that are like, oh, he's got a bit of a sense of humor, but it's still really fucked up. Right. You get to part four, and you're seeing Freddy on a beach in the dream, putting on sunglasses. <laughs> By the time we get to five, he's cracking <clears throat> so many jokes, like, about the champagne, you know, bad year, Dan. Yeah. And then by the time we get here, he's basically a Looney Tune in Freddy's Dead. You know, the, the funny thing is, though, in, in four and five, uh, yeah, he got a little goofier. Um, I think that four and five got a like it kind of went back, like 
it maybe it maybe got a, the story plot. I think got a little bit more intense. Um, just because if you think about how dark it all, you know, the he was the bastard son of a you know a thousand maniacs or whatever, and right, and and you know that whole that whole thing. I, 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 I there was always there's a darkness about that one, you know, because they added the nun in that was supposed to end up you know find out it was his mom and and all this shit or whatever. I, but within that, they still managed to make him yeah goofy as shit. Yeah. Um, but still wasn't till Freddy's dead. <laughs> yeah. Freddy's dead. They just kind of went full poor. Like, well, he's this pop culture icon. I'm like, yes, but he's also a child murderer and possibly a pedophile. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. So we can't really, you know? Yeah. See, that's, that's really funny. You said that because, uh, when we were watching it the other night, um, I, I I looked over at Whitman and I was like, dude, you see how goofy this movie is. And yet we know the story of what Freddie is. And even though that it was never said in the movies, it was just always kind of implied. Right. Um, until, well, until the remake and they, they went, whoo, way too much on that one. But, uh, um, but yeah, like it was just like, yeah, it's kind of fucked. Like, I mean, when Freddie's dead came out, I mean, think about it. All right. Like, how how old are you? I keep forgetting. I know I've asked you this before. Forty three. You're forty three. Okay, so you remember this shit too. Oh yeah. Um, when like Freddie was every kid's favorite. <laughs> the guy kills you. You love him. Like uh, Halloween costumes. Yep. Freddie dolls. Yep. All sorts Small of toys. Children. Yes. Yeah. Pajamas yeah. and uh, and the fucked up thing is is do you remember? what they did for promotion for this movie off the top of my head. I do not. I have not okay. gone back to see what the promotion was for this. The promotion for Freddy's dead was they gave him a fucking funeral. Oh yes. I remember now. Yeah. It's I, on, I, I never sleep yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is a killer documentary. If you've got four hours on hand, um, isn't, isn't that the one that's like four or five hours long? Yes, it is. Yeah, and damn good, damn good. Who was it long? I've had to watch. I had to watch it three different parts. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, they they gave him a funeral. Uh, it was star studded. It had as many people as they could get from you know the the, the cast and the crew from all the movies uh, because they were like, we're done with this. He's dead. He's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you you people just don't understand how this works. We know this isn't the end. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they did it with Jason twice. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we have this. I forgot about the the funeral, the whole send off. Like everyone from New Line, the executives, actors from throughout the franchise, showing up at at a Hollywood cemetery. Yep. To do this whole big thing for a child murdering, possible child raping character. It's It's so fucked. (laughs) It's so weird that like the zeitgeist was to take him and put him up on this pedestal. Like he's a slasher icon. Don't get me wrong; he definitely is. Yeah. But it's so weird that like in the like now there would not be an icon like that. No, no. If a lot the of- 2010 remake had done well and there were more movies, he wouldn't that version of Freddy would not be marketed the way he is, except to horror fans as like the new version of Freddy, you know, the second right. coming. Yeah. There wouldn't be talking dolls, there wouldn't be a you know, Nightmare on Elm Street TV series, there wouldn't be any of that. No, I uh, it it is it is kind of crazy to think about. I, you know that that there's a lot of people that I know that have 
gone back um and they they won't like I, hardcore fans buddy of mine uh he's a uh he's a does underground wrestling shit he <clears throat> he used to be when we were growing up he was a huge fan of of freddie freddie was his favorite and as he got older and in the recent times he's just like i can't he's like nah he's like i'm, I'm not i'm not down with that shit anymore and he's like they're, they're, uh you know funny ho- hokey fucking pedophile you know, child killer, like, nah, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. And I was, right. I was like, right, you know, I, I get it. I mean, you know, I, you know, he's not even a parent. I, you know, and it's, it, it's a, it's a fucked up, you know, kind of a story plot, you know, to the whole thing. And it definitely changes, you know, your kind of opinions on it. Cause you know, as, as a horror fan that as a kid, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, the, the original, uh, I still hold it in, in high regards. It's still one of my favorite movies. Mm, same. Um, it's it's still creepy as hell. Um, but you know, uh, as they went on, they they touched more on. Uh, they kind of made it something you couldn't ignore when it came down to the the implying thing and and all that, and just I don't know. It, especially in okay, talking about Freddy's dead, like the the scene where she goes, like she can see. Uh, when she was a kid, you know, when you find out that it wasn't John Doe and, and, and it's actually, um, uh, Maggie, least, yeah, uh, yeah. it's actually her who was, who was the, the child and you, she ends up in, in her dad's, it's, uh, her dad's like, you know, ba- the basement, his workroom with right. all his, you know, sinister gloves and all that. And you see all these fucking things. And as a kid, you're going, Oh man, those fucking gloves are cool. I wish you'd use those, you know, and all that stuff. And then when you're older and you watch that, and then you think about it, and you're like, dude, he—it's the employment there is that he has done some that he's gonna that he has and will do horrible things with all those those fucked up instruments to children, right? And it's like, ah, don't hey, like I said, a lot of emotions when it comes down to this, like back and forth emotions when it comes out of this, this franchise, and it's and it sucks. Uh, you know, sometimes you there, there, you know, sometimes there's not enough to where you like, you know, you can ignore it, uh, with because mm-hmm. of certain things, but unfortunately, you know, uh, yeah, this this fucking movie is so back and forth, this franchise, especially, right? And I'll say at, at least with. With this original franchise, and I, I'm not talking. We're not covering the remake for this. It's it's a separate film. Altogether. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. At least with this franchise, it's only like I mean, it's heavily implied, but it's only implied that there may be like a sexual abuse aspect to it. But he's mostly just a child murderer. Yeah. Because they never and, come out and fully say. Yeah. He did now, X, Y, and Z. Well, the fucked up thing is, though, is like, yeah, he never, he never says it. You know, they never say it in the movies. Um, but if you, but every time you watch a documentary about that, that you know, about horror movies or about you know about Freddy, um, you know, or anything like that, anytime that it's it's uh, it's always mentioned. Oh, now for the the child molesting child killer Freddy Krueger, you know what I mean? And it's right. like they always they always seem to poke poke that put that in there. When they they talk about him a lot of times in, in movies or in documentaries and shit, and it's like that that's enough, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a huge employment. Like the fact that okay, well the media obviously that's that's you know they're the ones that put this shit out, so there's some truth to that, you know? Yeah. And then you know it's just fucked up. 
it's just I will say this: at least Freddy Krueger is the product of someone's imagination. You know, Wes Craven dreaming up yeah. this guy who is a child killer who haunts your dreams. It is not, uh, you know, like one of the real life predators we've come to hear about over the years. So at least with Freddy, it is not real. It is made up. I mean, the implications are still very much real world. When you think about it, like that kind of stuff does happen. But at least with these, you can turn them off. Yeah. I mean, it's to me, it's different because none of the people involved in the Nightmare franchise have turned out to be someone who has done anything like that it was purely a concept made up as what's the most terrifying type of thing we could come up with yeah and there you go yeah which i mean you know it's you know in all actuality with with the story being what he is i'm not i mean because you want you want a bad guy when you have villains you want to have a bad guy the thing that makes freddie kind of a fucked up situation is the fact that is how he's perceived you know mm-hmm. how he's been perceived, and you know, he, he, back from when we were we were kids. You know, it's like the the dolls are everywhere. Kids are dressing up like all this shit or whatever. I, I think that the marketing, if they would have marketed it different, um, you know, and, and maybe if the movies didn't like like Freddy's Dead, like you said, turn him into a complete cartoon character to where, like half the time they make you forget who what what he is because he's being goofy as shit, and then immediately show you. Yeah, you know, and it's like, God, what a what a speedball of a movie this is! It's like one one minute you're like, all right, we're we're, we're going, and it's a bunch of goofy shit nonstop. But then you get like, here's this serious little backstory part here, and then oh, next to now we're gonna go back to the goofy shit, and now, now we're gonna go back to a little dark. You know, and it's just it's it's. I think if they would have if they if they would have uh, if they would have marketed him different and not make him as such a hero, you know what I mean? Like as some kind mm-hmm. of weird anti-hero um, that I, I then. I think that that the story and everything would just make him terrifying and that would be fine. Um, but yeah, because I mean, I, I, I there's a, there's a lot of shit that I won't I won't write or read or watch. Um, but a lot of the stuff that I that, I, that I, I'm part of Splatterpunk uh, is disgusting, and uh, there's a lot of them that I I don't know if I want to read. A lot of books out there that there's no holds barred, no one's safe, you know. Right. So if you're gonna have a villain. You want it to be the most disgusting. I see what they're going for, but again, the marketing. Yeah, yeah. Because even even as a kid, I knew there was something weird about. Well, this guy kills kids. Why are there you know toys for kids? Why is he such a big thing? Right. But also growing up, all I knew was, oh, this is a guy who was burned alive for something he did by the parents on Elm Street, and now he's exacting revenge by taking out the children who live on Elm street to torture the parents. Yeah. That's, that's the story in part one. And then by part two, we've gone away from that. We kind of bring it back in part three, but it mores. That's when we kind of get like Nancy's the big part of it. The house is a big part of it, which the house has nothing to do with Freddie. He never lived there. There was nothing that happened other than that's where Nancy's mom kept the glove after they burned Freddie. Right, yeah. So I'm like, the house really doesn't matter, but the house became such a focus. Even in Freddy's Dead, we go back to the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so we needed, at some point, there should have been some kind of, and I, I mentioned this when we were talking about uh, part four recently, the house became sort of a nexus point. So there was like the house, 
and the boiler room and then like the junkyard from part three and four. These were like nexus points of Freddy's power yeah. in the dream world, which I don't know why that's kind of the case, but it kind of carried on for so long. Just like, it's not like the Myers house in Halloween where obviously something happened there. So it's a huge character, regardless of how many different houses were seen in that franchise. Cause they couldn't keep the same fucking one. Right. Right. Regardless, the Myers house plays a point. There's a reason Michael went back there. There's really no reason for Freddy to keep going back to this house. So by the time Freddy's dead comes around, it's like, why are we back here? Yeah. We know he terrorized Springwood, but the house really doesn't matter to Freddy. We should be seeing the boiler room. True. But that's very true. Yeah. Which that was one thing about part two that I was I was kind of glad of because they kind of go back there. Yeah. I've but I've actually come around on part two a lot and I really do enjoy it. It's it's different. It breaks the rules, but at the same time. Freddy is still dark. Freddy is still very much a predator. Yeah. And it's not far off from part one in Freddy's portrayal. Other True. than the possession thing, which I'm like, right. well, if you think about it, if in part one, he was losing his powers because Nancy turned her back on him and took away his energy. What's the best way for him to come back? Find a way, you know, through any means necessary for him to regain his power which he kind of also did in Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Took control of Jason and then set him loose. So it's not really far off. Part two really kind of does tie in a little more when you start thinking about it. It's weird at first when you see the entire franchise for the first time. But yeah. Compared to Freddy's dead, I'd, I'd rather put on part two and be like, oh, I'll have some fun with a weird possession version of Freddy. Then, you hmm. know, Freddy's Dead. Although I I do enjoy Freddy's Dead. It's it's has its fun parts, but the dark tone with Tracy's character. They yeah. hint at it in the beginning of the movie when like the kids are all the kid the, you know, at risk youths. Oh all, yeah. When they're conspiring to get taken to California by one of the van drivers there, one of the drivers for the the shelter. Yeah. One of the guys mentions something about her dad, and she's like, I see him every time I close my eyes. I'm like, holy fuck. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Goofy Carlos, who just got a cotton swab in his ear from his mom and lost his hearing, and Spencer's just a pothead. Yeah. And it's like, a, she's a got some dark-seated, rich yeah. kid, pothead, juvenile delinquent, making pipe bombs. We all had yeah. that friend who was doing shit like this. Yeah. The problem yeah, was he had too much time point. on his head. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I had the friends who were like Spencer who were like, I smoke a ton of weed, I make pipe bombs. I'm like, dude, that sounds cool. I could never do that. I, I yeah, yeah. I, I had a whole group of a group of friends there for a while that it was it was uh horror movies, pot, and uh and making weapons. Some of some of those guys yeah. are still doing all of that. Hey, you know, if you if you find your niche. Right. <laughs> so this this movie just goes bonkers after the opening. I mean, we get like I said, we get the dark touches with Tracy and we get that whole scene with her and her father in the dream world. But like the stuff with John Doe, like he's seeing Freddy as the Wicked Witch from the Wizard of Oz, complete with Wizard of Oz music. Oh, yeah. Actual fucking music from the Wizard of Oz. Don't be such a pussy. <laughs> that woman's that, actually funny. That line gets me every time. I'm like, okay. every time. Yep. Uh, my my buddy that I was talking about, who was a huge fan, 
uh, when we were younger, he used to say it to me all the time whenever we would argue, don't be such a pussy. And he would say it just like that. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and yeah, the, the, the Wicked Witch bullshit and then like the Wally Coyote shit. Yeah, when, when he's he pushing that bit him. of nails. Yeah. yeah. Like, so you're telling me we, we, we have like this pretty much like most of this movie. Uh, we're being we're trying to we're being told that this is Freddy's kid just so we can be told that it's not. And that's cool. because I you know twist and everything. But, oh, God, I think I just hate John Doe in this movie. I just I, he is so fucking irritating. Uh, the He's thing was, baby, like. His acting is is not great, and that's nothing against him. Maybe he's done other stuff that's where he's been better. I don't know. I've never Hopefully. seen him in anything else, right? But really, the only two, well, three solid actors in this movie are Lisa Zane, Yafet Koto, and Robert England. Yep. Everyone else is kind of like, eh. Like Tracy is like way. She's like over the top with her like I'm gonna beat the crap out of you because I was abused and I'm angry all the time yeah like like well, she... that could be the case for some but it's like you gotta dial it back a bit because you're wanting to take on everyone right right she she actually we, we ended up calling her a, a female Edward Furlong the other night oh. because because she kind of she kind of acts and talks and even kind of dresses like him Kind of like John. Oh my Connor. god! Now that you say yeah. that, I'm like, yeah. And I, yeah. I guess that actress uh, Leslie Dean actually had some shit that this movie kind of brought up, like past traumas that she had to deal with. And oh really? Through all that, so I'm like, damn. But the acting is is bad. But I'm like, I f- I feel bad for her having to like relive some trauma because she was dealing with that scene and then had her own stuff that kind of came to the surface. That's fun. While dealing with it, I'm like, ooh. I'm like, that makes this movie even more dark, especially for her. Yeah. Like, everyone else is goofy. Like, Carlos and the map, Carlos and the the pins and his kill with, you know, the increasing sound because he's got the the Freddy ear hearing aid. Yeah. Let's actually actually talk about that for a second. Uh, That scene with the ear uh, is... He says, "Well, he says one of the most like the, the 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 phrase in it that that I always remember, you know, nice talk or nice hearing from you, Carlos." Yep, it's um, actually a clip I've put in the uh, special intro I created for these episodes, just because I love that line. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's kind of the, the beauty that that is the beauty of 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 Freddy, is that the kills uh, there is no limit, and this one they really they really made sure of that that we that we do this uh, because. You know, Carlos is—he's got a hearing aid. Um, for those that, for whatever reasons, listen to this have never seen this, uh, he has a hearing aid, and when he takes it out, he can't hear shit. And uh, he thinks that if he, if he takes it out, uh, he, he can't hear Freddy, so it's no big deal. Um, well, then Freddy takes it, and he ends up giving it back to him. Except this time, they're like little ear huggers, and they hear extremely well and he throws a bunch of little pins on a fucking like metal floor and uh, or metal you know walkway or whatever and makes his head explode like that's kind of a cool that's kind of a cool death like i mean if you're gonna go balls the wall with it like it's probably when it comes to this movie it's probably i'd say it's my favorite i think it's my favorite favorite kill in this movie it's the same same yeah 
I like it because the whole this whole scene plays out. Carlos can't hear anything. So from his perspective, when you do hear, you hear like his muffled breaths and nothing else. Yeah. Freddie's behind him, you know, doing the exaggerated motions, banging on stuff, scraping his claws. Carlos can't hear anything. Then, like you said, he gets the hearing aid back. That's what I love because, like, you see the water droplets and they sound just like shotgun blasts. Yeah. And he's like, nope, we're not doing that. And then he catches the one pin and there's a whole bunch of pins. And then Freddie brings out the chalkboard and starts doing the nails on the chalkboard thing. Which is miserable. Watching that is miserable. I like, I can't stand nails on a chalkboard. So uh, the time I, I either suffer through it just for the kill or I mute it until it's over. <laughs> well, nails are bad enough. Those are fucking blades. Yeah. He's just scraping the shit out of them. <clears throat> like not to. I think the next time I watch that, I, and every time I watch that movie, I always say it's the same thing. And I always forget about it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I need to put this on mute for a second. Because I just said, yeah, that 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 about killed me. Because I, I was sitting here with Whitman and one of my other friends, and we were watching. All of us had this look on our face, like, why don't we turn this part off? Like, <laughs> turn the audio off or something. That's a, uh, that's a horrible yeah. sound. Because it starts with one. He just takes one claw, one blade, and drags it. And you're like, oh. And then he just goes full ham, making the chalkboard bigger and then just scratching these claws, or these metal blades all over the board in a circular motion. Just yeah, almost like he's like in some way getting some sort of sexual gratification from it, which he probably is. Yeah, but Carlos, I mean, I, I, would, Carlos, I would say he's definitely a, se- a sexual killer in a way. Definitely. Yeah. Carlos's head explosion is actually done really well. Oh, I agree. And. It's in the boiler room. We go back to the boiler room. It's the only boiler room kill in this movie. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's a large one, but we're in the boiler room because we're at like Carlos's house in the beginning of the dream. And then it transitions to the boiler room. The metal walkways, the scaffolding, the fog, everything. We know exactly where we're at. Yeah. Now, Spencer's death. (laughs) Death because of drugs. It doesn't even make sense. This, this is not the PSA for anti-drugs you want because you have no idea how people act when they've smoked pot. They do they not have uh, an acid trip. No, they do not. And it's, it's the cheesiest fucking thing. Like I, I think this is probably. I, I think I think the whole the whole the whole scene is probably the cheesiest thing out of all the movies, I would say, when it comes down to yeah, the kills. I agree. Because at that time, uh, you know, Nintendo uh, was real big. <laughs> and I love that. And, and it's so weird when, when, he, when he talks about what he says, like the power glove or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I remember they used to have, like, was it called the power glove? I think it was called the power glove. It was called the power glove, and they wanted to use it for this movie. Yeah. But Nintendo was like, uh, no. So they right. they still got their own version in anyway. Yeah. Like it, interesting concept. I mean, you know, they 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 have it to where Freddy is making all these psychedelic things happen on this TV that there's nothing going on because Spencer Stone, and apparently when you smoke weed, uh, apparently he has really good shit. That's all I can come up with, is he has like that Uber Uber shit that never existed. Like Yeah. 
Like Jesus Christ, because me, me and Whitman were talking about it too. We're like, man, they were so wrong about how that works. Uh, unless unless Freddie was just giving him visuals. Um, True, but then he also makes him into a fucking video game and. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it starts off with him seeing Johnny Depp on the screen doing the, you know, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs, and then yeah. Freddie shows up and goes, "Hey, Spencer, let's trip out." I'm like, "That's not how weed works." Right. They did a more accurate thing in Freddy versus Jason, where they were just smoking and getting high. Yeah. But you know, that's that movie's coming. That movie's coming. Well, I think I think they probably like at that time period. I mean, the demonization of pot was was a lot more strong than it is now. I believe. Oh yeah, I mean, people, people. I I think people these days, you know, uh, are a little more educated to it and realize that is not how that works. Although yeah. there are people, there are people out there that that are the straight lacers or the the old the old schoolers that uh, you know the old folks that uh, still think it's uh, the devil's lettuce for a reason and. Whew, Stupid shit, but yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't hear about people getting, you know, smoking a bunch of pot and going out and shooting up places or, you know, beating right. the shit out of people on the street. No, we're people who smoke pot are usually going to Seven Eleven or ordering pizza. Yeah, and watching horror movies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what I did. You ain't hurting nobody. Yeah. Whenever I'm able to partake, I'm sitting here going, "What's next? Do I have?" I'm not thinking, "Where can I get a get an assault rifle?" Yeah, no, that's that's the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah. Whenever I'm in that that state, yeah. It's like it's, uh, now, now meth that that might lead you down the other path, but you know. yeah, yeah, meth, PCP, things of that, and angel dust. Yeah. You know, I can understand that, but uh, no, uh, it's kind of like what Robin Williams said on his uh, uh, his comedy on Broadway. Uh, video, which is one of my favorite stand-ups. Um, he's talking about weed, and he's like, you know, he's like, we can do a lot of things. It can make sex better. It can make da da da, da can, you know, whatever. He's like, but it sure as fuck doesn't make you empowered. And he's like, because he was talking about the old dude that got, uh, he's a snowboarder that got kicked off the, the the Olympics because he tested positive for weed. Oh yeah, and. It's just like, and Robin Williams, Robin Williams was like, yeah, you're fucking not, you know, you're definitely not fucking empowered. He's like, the only way that you're going to end up being like faster than everybody else, if there's a Snickers bar at the end of that, 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 that ride, you know? Right. And, it's, and it's the truth. <laughs> exactly. It's why I had a big issue. Like when you, you know, the Olympics over Michael Phelps and people were like, oh, he was smoking pot before the competition. I'm like, that put him Who at cares? a disadvantage. <laughs> we're not going to talk about disadvantages now. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was, he was wonder, he was only swimming that fast because somebody had a cheeseburger on the other side of the pool. Man, he was just thinking about dinner time. Yeah, like, it's like the sooner I get this done, the sooner I can have some mac and cheese. Like the only thing that that probably that probably like I, I that that uh, that happened if you know if he would happen to be high when he was uh, or had smoked you know while while you know earlier on or whatever uh, before swimming. Uh, was probably just that he just had a, even more fun of a time doing it. Yeah, which is probably why he won. He wasn't stressed out; he was relaxed. He yeah, got en- he got enough to keep him relaxed, not so much to where he got paranoid. Which I've been there. No, we have. We all have. Uh, but uh, you know the anxiety that comes with getting a little too far gone. Yeah, 
but yeah, the portrayal yeah. of this movie, and I, I think the video game stuff is kind of dumb. It is like whole thing <laughs> with him running through and going, "Oh, Super Spencer," and trying to fight his dad in the game. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if Freddy would have just maybe controlled him as if he was a video game character because they showed him playing. Well, they didn't even show him really playing video games. They showed him playing a Tiger handheld electronic game, which we all know is not a true video game, but. Right, yeah. Oh, man, I remember those. Yeah, I had a couple of those, and now I'm like, oh, those sucked. I had the Batman one. I had the uh, the like the original Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. Batman one. I remember that one. I a friend of mine Batman. had that one. A friend of mine had oh, that one. Dude. I had... I had not a tiger one, but I had one by Acclaim, and it was a Simpsons one. I I knew some kids that had that one. Yeah, yeah. I had one. It was Bart, and you had to like catch the cupcakes or something. Yeah, yeah. And I remember it distinctly because it was so different. I was like, "This is cool." And now I'm looking back, I'm like, "How bored was I as a kid?" <laughs> we just it was simpler times, so sim- yeah. simpler games were, you know, we didn't have to stress out too much and just yeah. play our shit, you know. Say that, or if you had a Game Boy, I. I just think if they hadn't done the sequences of him in the video game and it was just mm. Freddy controlling him as a character, maybe it would have worked better. Yeah. I don't know. The visual representation of him in a video game was mm. like, I see what they were going for. Yeah. I get they're going you know, for. It was just, I don't know. Like it, nowadays, it of course, we could do it better. Nowadays, of course, it could be done better because you could actually. But you know, this was 1990 when they were making this movie. So, I would say if they if they were, I know it will never happen. But if if, if they were to make it today, I would say that you know they'd probably put them in something like a like a Resident Evil or you know a first person shooter or some sort. No, no, like, no. He'd be in Fortnite. He, he, you know what? I, that would actually probably be the, be the case. I can see that one hundred percent. Or, or Mortal Kombat. You know, oh, see, you stick ones. somebody in Mortal Kombat, that would be fun. Yeah, kind of. Because then, <laughs> not to bring it back to you know Friday Four, right? A couple episodes ago, we did Friday Four, and there's that whole scene where Rick fights Invisible Freddy with the karate and all that. Now, see, you're saying Mortal Kombat. That would actually make sense for a scene yeah. like that, where you have someone who's training to fight, and then you have Freddy who's like, well, I can fight whatever style I want because I'm in the dream world. I control uh, this bitch. Which, real quick, I know we're not talking about 4, but you just mentioned it. Um, is that not like one of the like the coolest fucking songs like of any of these movies? That, that When Duder is practicing his karate shit. I do like I do like that song when he's practicing his karate and then Alice later on is like getting you know all her powers together and getting ready and they're playing that song again. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, this works. I'll give this you works. diamonds, give you pills, I'll give you anything you want. Hundred dollar bills. I mean, it's some punk rock. Like for that topic, it was good. Yeah, it's a given. <laughs> it definitely works for that movie. And for the longest time, I was like, I didn't. I didn't know what the song was like. Was this just written for the not knowing it was actually, you know, a real song. Right. But it but it works. It definitely works because it's it's like his theme. It's like her brother Rick's theme. And then it goes to her when she's got all those powers from everybody else. I'm like, the fact you're hitting that note again. Is nice. 
Right, right. They didn't do any of that in uh, Freddy's Dead. No. (laughs) They they did. You know, the one thing about Freddy's Dead that was that was interesting um, is they did try to give you a little bit more into the backstory of 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 some things. Right. Um, When we we get to that point, that's we can we can just jump there because there's there's not really a whole lot. I mean, we have what Yafat Koda was a doctor who studies dreams who thinks he can reach the kids through dreams. So basically we have him kind of doing the Nancy thing. Yeah. In a sense from part three, which I thought, I I, I thought that for the longest time as a kid, I thought that was Duder from the third one. <laughs> the hell I, you are. I wish, <laughs> I, I wish that would have been Kincaid. Kincaid. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, uh, on video store clerks, uh, we do this thing where we have random clips of the week. Mm-hmm. And one favorite clip of ours to show is uh, it's the scene where King Cade, they're all in the they're all in the dream state, uh, or they're, or I don't know if they're the dream state where, but King Cade's getting me like they're, they're coming in to like settle him down or whatever, and he's all pissed off, mm-hmm. and he's all like the you know they're like you're a couple of those, he's like the hell I am or whatever, and he goes crazy for they throw him in the hole, like I don't know for something about that scene, it's just hilarious that like his reaction to it, I don't know, yeah, it, yeah, but I always thought he was him. And Freddy's dead. And then uh, a few years ago, I, I rewatched it. Now I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not that's funny." Because he, because he, because he, he could be like, yeah. I could totally. They could have. They should have done that, like in some way, shape, or form. Like you know, I know because like KK died, right? He died. Right. Yeah, he was yeah. killed off in the beginning of part four. That's right. That's right. Like they could have. I don't know. It's, it's just there was too many similarities there. Like it would have made sense, but yeah. Like I don't know, a twin brother. <laughs> I mean, like, come on, if you're, gonna get, if you're gonna be fucking goofy, might as well. It's his twin brother. That's why he's here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to give us a little more. I mean, Freddy and Freddy's Dead is basically hitting a lot of. There's a lot of points made in this film that kind of reference the franchise throughout, like him yeah. driving the bus is a nod to Part Two. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that that are nods to the entire franchise, but. Had you maybe had this character, even even this same actor could have played an older version of Kincaid. You didn't have to kill Kincaid in part four. You could have killed Joey and Kincaid could have been like, you know what? I'm just getting the hell out of Springwood. Screw this. I'm tired of this bullshit. Yeah. And then he could have been like, it's still happening. You could have brought him back into this and he could have said, I've got ties to this guy, too. Yeah. You don't know what I know. I can help you figure this out. And it would have made it a little better. That little bit of like, Oh, like Nancy came back in three, you could have had Kincaid come back in this one and be like, I've learned how to control my dreams. I've learned how to harness my power even more. I can teach you. I can help you. Yeah. But instead we just got this guy beating Freddie with a baseball bat. Yeah. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Which actually, I gotta say something real quick. You know, I, I'm gonna have to go back because we talked about Fre- like we, we mentioned Freddy, uh, Freddy's Revenge, a few times, and because mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the school bus, uh, that is probably as a kid, that was probably one of the creepiest scenes because anytime that it was like you know it was a rainy, stormy like morning, you know, rainy day, it was all gray outside. I always thought about that while I was in the back of the bus, just like hoping. That Freddy doesn't just pop out and kill us all. <laughs> I can see that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, especially if you've seen, you know, the opening bus scene and the closing bus scenes of part two. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you're if you caught that as a kid, it'd be like, oh, I don't want to ride the bus. Yeah. It's like if the bus is speeding up, you're like, oh shit, okay, this is how it starts. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is though, is uh, there was a point, there was a time, uh, there was a bad, there was a tornado going through uh, my neck of the woods as a kid. I was in fifth grade, and um, uh, I remember it was fucking horrible out. We had been on the bus for fucking almost an hour. Um, I only lived like literally down the road from my school. Uh, but we had to go another area or whatever. Our bus got trapped between, between two, uh, power lines. Oh no. And, uh, cause we were picking somebody up or something or we had to stop and they happened to fall. Like it was just, it was bad. And then as we got going after like 20 minutes, like later, uh, a tree, uh, fell down right behind the bus as we were, as we were moving. Holy shit. And then, yeah. And then, then I got, we got to school. My dad was there to pick me up. Uh, because they had, they they had already kind of said like, look, kids can stay here. Like the power was out and everything in the school, so kids were just drawing and shit. You know, the, the fun <laughs> days of school. And my dad right. picked me up, and uh, he was like, "Well, we gotta go home. I've got a got a mess to clean up tomorrow." And I was like, "What's up?" He goes, uh, "We no longer have a pool." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Our pool is in five different yards, and somebody's shack full of tools is in our backyard now." That's no shit. There Holy was a full size shed full of chainsaws crowbars uh screwdrivers hammers all that shit that blew from our neighbor's yard and smashed right in the middle of ours wow that's jesus yeah it was pretty brutal but yeah that was one of those times where i thought about about that that specific scene you know sorry about the story time but yeah no i could see that that's no no you're good that's a that's an interesting story and how it ties in because that's Oof. Oh yeah, crazy good times, good times. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you touched on it a bit <clears throat> that we get some of the backstory of Freddie. Like we've we've known for a while that you know he's the son of a hundred maniacs. You know Amanda Kruger, the nun, is his mother. You know she worked at an asylum type place. We know that he was a child murderer, burned alive, exacting revenge. What we never got was parts of his childhood, which we get in this. Yeah. What did you, what did you think about that? Um. Well, that that, that that's actually a, a, a fun thing to talk about because I brought I kind of thought about that the other day when we were watching it. Um, because the whole thing about what they made it try to sound like uh, in Freddy's Dead was that Freddy did all this because they took his his daughter away from him. Right. And you know, and that was the whole the whole point. Um. But oh, hold on, I lost my thought. Shit. Um, yeah, no, but they, they made you know they, they made it sound like that was why he did all what he did. Um, and if that was the case, he wouldn't have been a psychopath as a kid, right? You know, that would have been like something that would have happened years later when he snapped and took his kid away from him. Um, <clears throat> but uh, uh, they don't. They kind of they they make him seem like oh, this is just he's just a psychopath from from day one, smashing you know hamsters and. Uh, and you know, in Alice Cooper scene, you know where he, Alice Cooper's his dad, and he's whipping him with the belt, and he's like, "There's no, no pain," and and right. whatever the fuck, and you know, so it's they kind of they they kind of didn't have anybody. I don't, like I wonder with these movies sometimes, did they not have somebody you know to reread the script like a couple of times at least and go, ah, this is kind of stupid. Yeah, 
you know, like, I, I don't know, like, oh, this doesn't make sense, or we probably shouldn't do that. We see it all the time in, 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 in films, especially in horror movies. But mm-hmm. this one, yeah, this one definitely is just like, you didn't have a proofreader on, on, on set. Like, like, come on. Like, I, I, yeah. guess, I guess maybe, you know, nobody wants to, you know, there's a, probably a lot of like, yes guys there. Oh, is this good? Oh, this is great. Is this, oh, this is wonderful. Oh, this is, this is definitely, you know, that kind of shit, you know? Right. Like, I think they just played into, like, we knew the son of a hundred maniacs. They're like, oh, that means he had to be messed up from birth. So he's going to be this little psychopath his whole life. Like, if you would have made it just a little bit like there was some kind of event in his childhood that really messed him up. That might have actually been better than just showing him as, oh, he's just been messed up since birth. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, we kind of know that. But if you gave us a little bit more like. He didn't start out that way, but some condition, some trauma really screwed with his head and thus led him down this path. Even if it was he was introduced to something where he was carrying on work that started with his own father or something. Yeah. As opposed to he was abused as well as already, you know, killing small animals. I'm like, so he's Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, essentially, before Rob Zombie did Halloween. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I mean, because I mean, that's, that's, I mean it, to me, it makes more sense that okay, you know, he was just born bad, because I mean, in a, in a lot of cases, that's how that goes, right? Um, and and for the mythos of Freddy, I would much rather him like him just be like a product of somebody else's fucked upness, you know, instead of him being a vengeful father. <laughs> yeah, which like. I, I don't I don't like because then because you also because we're you know you're at this point you're in part six you're Freddy's dead you know the story you know you know the, the mythos of him what he you know what he is uh you know accused of what he did what he's you know done and his daughter uh, it makes you wonder because he had all that stuff down there before they took her from him yeah so it's like did he like he was, I mean, he was obviously killing before then, but like, was he like? What, they never touched on that too much either. Like, they actually they didn't touch on it really at all. Um, but it was like, did they do? Like, did he? Did he? Did he fuck with his own kid? Like, you almost get that kind of feeling. Like the, the, the whole scene where she's like, you know, where she's a little girl, right? And she's in the pigtails and all that shit. She's wearing like a little a little yellow dress. Like, there is something completely disturbing and almost hard to watch about that scene. Like, I it's just. Because it, it, oh, I don't know. You you kind of put your mind as a kid, and it's just it, uh, imagining that. I don't know. It's just really fucked up, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And it was yeah. even worse. It was even worse when old girl, uh, she turns into an adult version, but with uh, still wearing kid clothes. Yeah, an adult version of the dress she was wearing as a kid. It was really like, ooh. Yeah, like I really question uh, uh, Shay and uh, whatever his name is that that had part uh, of this movie being released when it comes down to certain parts of the story. Yeah, it it was really weird because it kind of implies that maybe she was going to be next and the mother was afraid when she saw it, but was like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm afraid you'll kill me, which Freddie killed his wife anyway. Right. To me, it makes more sense that Freddie was just could have been a loner because we never knew anything about a family from the get go. We knew yeah. 
he was a child murderer. He some possibly took them to this boiler room to commit his crimes. The parents found out he was released on a technicality from going to jail. So vigilante justice, they burned him alive and he swore he would exact revenge. Yeah, that's the story we grew up with. Now, in this one, they're like, oh, but he also had a daughter and he was killing children at home. I'm like. But what about the boiler room? Uh, yeah, right. Where did that go? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't need, we didn't need him having a family. Like, I didn't need that aspect of, the, of, of Freddy. No. Like, he's already, he's already technically terrifying enough. We don't need to add on the extra little creepiness uh, or creeperness or whatever you want to call it of, oh, he had a family and he may or may not have whatever with his kid. And it's like, it, it, it it's, the more the more we talk about it, the more irritating it actually is. It's like that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, even even if they would have done something where they revealed, oh, part of the story you didn't know was that he had a wife and daughter, and once this all got found out what he was doing, they left. So don't have him kill his wife. Have his wife be one that you know took the daughter away and was part of that mob. That right. killed him when he was released. If you would have said that and been like, she was there that night, she took the daughter away that very same night, and they left town. Right. And then we find out Maggie is that daughter. I'm like, okay, I'd be a little more forgiving of that because you gave us something in one of those flashbacks she saw. That would be a little more thought. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally it, agree on I that. mean, would it still be a better movie? Maybe not, but at least would have given some more a little bit more motivation for her. Yeah. Be like finally figuring this out and going, Oh, that's why we left when I was little. I, you know, I remember leaving my hometown, but I never knew why I was too young to, to put everything together. Then we could get those pieces. And then you could have him kill John Doe in front of her. Like, yeah, I just used this little piggy to get to you. I just needed him to bring you home to daddy. Something like that. And they 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 could have really like, I mean, if they really they, they really did believe this was going to be the last one, I mean, like you know, like we talked about, they they had the whole fucking funeral for him and everything. Yeah. Like they should have. I just feel like they they really could have done a whole lot more with this, and they could have really, um, yeah, changed the story around a little bit, you know, make it make more sense. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I, I I'm okay with franchises trying new things sometimes, or. You know, but not like not killing the mythos, not destroying what we know of, of, the, of, the, of the killer right. um, or the characters or whatever, but just kind of, you know, adding a little something new, a little fresh. OK, fine. That's OK. But going back to Jason Goes to Hell, uh, which I, I actually am a fan of that movie, as weird Same. as it fucking is. Same here. Um, it's good. It's batshit <laughs> insane. But you know what? I'm like, they tried something new. It didn't completely work, but we got Creighton fucking Duke out of that movie. OK. I think of a little girl in a pink dress, hot dog going through a donut. Like, <laughs> what, the what the fuck does that mean? See, yeah, it's like we don't, we don't even know who this fucking guy is. But yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the same thing. It's like after a while, you know, it's it's the same kind of. All right, we already know. It's like when you do marathons of these fucking movies, okay? Um, like every Friday the Thirteenth, like of course I'm I'm watching my favorites or I'm starting from one mm-hmm. and you know going on to. Till I pass the fuck out. Um, but God, these these movies, 
are like extra hard to get through all the way. Like if you're trying to make do a marathon on these, you only get to about three or four and you're like, I need a break. Yeah. You know I, what I mean, I did it over a couple of days. I did it over a weekend. So I watched like one through three and then I did four through. I think that box set had up to new nightmare at the time. Yeah. Cause that was yeah, released before Freddy versus Jason. So then I watched those ones and I was like, man, like the first three, you're good. And then when you get from four to six, you're like, you can see the quality go down mm-hmm. and then new nightmare is where it like reinvigorates Freddy, but it's not even a, tr- like it's still a part of the franchise in my own eyes. Oh uh, yeah. I, I people, think so too. But it's such a different version, but I still appreciate it. But yeah, I, I love is, that one. Actually. This is one of the series that's hard to get through. Like even Halloween, Halloween has its own problems in its mm-hmm. franchise. So I kind of oh, like yeah. Nightmare and Halloween for me. It's like I can do it over a couple of days, but I can't do it in one sitting. Friday the 13th, I could start it at seven in the morning and watch all those movies all day long. I, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's my favorite franchise. I have that Scream Factory box set sitting over here on my shelf. It's nice. like my pride and joy. It's I was able to get it with all the posters and everything. Not that I'm bragging. I'm just like I was able at one point to do something like that. I was like, this is the one franchise yeah. I'm doing it for. I get it, man. Like I, 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 I'm definitely a Jason guy. Um, and what's weird is, uh, for the longest time when I was like up until about probably about 10 or 10 years ago or, or so, uh, I was more of a Freddy guy. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, you know, I started realizing, ah, I can, I can get through the, I can get to the Friday, get to the Friday the 13th movies, uh, a lot easier. Uh, me and my buddies, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we had three days. Uh, I, I was kid. I, I, I was kid free uh, for a few days. I went and stayed with my buddy, and we spent three days of uh, hammering uh, uh, shots of uh, whiskey, uh, chugging beers, uh, smoking blunts, and watching every last piece of footage that you can find of the of, of Friday Thirteenth movies. And when I say that, I mean from one all the way to the fan films that were out at that moment. Yeah. That, and, whew, that sounds that, like a fun time. It, it Honestly, you know, what, what What was really fun about it was the fact that uh, every, it was, it was three of us guys and mm-hmm. they all, they all kept saying they were going to stay up, stay up. I beat them every night. I was the one that was <laughs> up. I was like, you don't understand. I don't sleep. And, yeah. but yeah, they're, 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 those are more, they're, those are more fun and you can get through more, uh, the, 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 the Freddy movies, the nightmare movies, you know, they're, they're good for a time. And with the Halloween movies, I, I gotta say this, cause I'm a big Halloween guy too. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Halloween movies, at least you get that break. Like, you know, you watch Halloween one, Halloween two, which are my, are, are my two favorites. Mm-hmm. And then you have three, which I love Halloween three. Um, same. But it's different, you know, it's different. You know, you get a break from Michael Myers and the same old stick. You have something a little different, you know, and then that way you're a little bit refreshed. So when you watch four, which I love four, um, and then when you get to five, uh, you're not as you're yeah right. Like it doesn't make a goddamn look of sense. They could have went a totally different way with number five, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, um, five also has the comedic cops that come into clown music. Yes, much like you were talking <laughs> about Last House on the Left. It's like why why is this a thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We don't need that. 
we know the cops are mostly inept in these movies. We know that. Right. I mean, They're I think bright. probably with the exception of the sheriff in Friday Part 6. Even though he dies, he's like the only mm-hmm. effect- effectual cop. It's like the only cop that's trying to get something done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually was re- real funny about that. Uh, when we went to the, um, the, 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 the camp, um, the director, Tom, 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 Tommy McLaughlin, mm-hmm. he, he was there. Uh, he hung out with all of us for, for, uh, about, about a day and a half. And, oh, nice. Uh, he walked us around and, and told us different stories about where this was shot and where that was shot. And, uh, he took us over there behind the cabin where the sheriff gets bit in half. And apparently from what he told us, that was actually a bit that cause he, he worked on the Dick Van Dyke show when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was a, a, a bit that, uh, they were going to do on Dick Van Dyke where somehow, uh, so I can't remember what he, I can't remember if it was Dick Van Dyke's character or another character was going to be like basically bent backwards. Um, but the comedy element they said never came through. It just seemed, seemed too serious. So when he was writing the the, the script or whatever, and start, you know, th- when he was trying to think of a of a good kill, he said that was the the influence to for for that one. That makes Just sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. I so like I said, I've watched this movie two more times to prepare for this. Real and realizing after each watch, I don't need to watch it. This this is not a heavy movie aside from those heavy parts that are yeah. very minimal. I will say this, the effects work is really good. Aside from the video game sequence, the practical effects work for like the kills and stuff. It's actually oh, yeah. pretty well done. Oh yeah. There, there's definitely good. I mean, there's definitely good points about this movie. There's good parts in it. You know, there, there's, you know, some interesting kills uh, overall. I mean, in, in general, the whole movie is just a big mess. Yeah. Um, but, oh, oh, I got one of my favorite parts though in it is, uh, where Freddie is talking to uh, uh, the kid K looking dude. Um, what's his mm-hmm. name again? What's his, what's his oh, name? Oh, uh, he's Dr. It's just, he's just referred to as Doc in the movie. The actor is Jafet Koto. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but they're talking, and then Freddie goes through like the whole list of they tried to burn me and he cuts his finger off. They tried to, like, you know, they tried to bury me. You know, he's just. Chop, you know, doing the classic chopping his fingers off right. uh, with each each you know kill that, that he mentions. I don't know for some reason that just that because it goes back to the original, right? It's a, it's a little callback. Like I said, there's so many little hallmarks that call back. That's one right. that really good. And <clears throat> my favorite, they even tried holy water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know the classic Freddy trope. You know, yeah. Which I. I will say I did like the idea of like the holy water being used and him buried in consecrated ground, like from part three. Yeah. Because it kind of goes back to the classic uh, universal monsters kind of thing, like defeating a monster with the cross, like, you know, the stake through the heart, things, simple things, or like this belief in a faith that this good that can conquer the evil. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a religious person myself, but I've always liked that dynamic of good versus evil in like those classic horror films. So the fact they kind of touched on that in one of these worked. The fact yeah. that it didn't work shows you just how messed up it is. Oh, completely. Uh, and you can't you can't forget about the uh, 
the sperm skeleton flying around demon things in the 3D sequence. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna yeah. get to that. That's uh, those are they're so weird. Uh, that that was that was around the time when they started using like CGI and shit and uh, a lot more in in horror movies and at that like now we've got the technology yeah. where CGI doesn't look doesn't look too horrible sometimes um back then they, it never looked good no no i mean these things you there's a number of things you could have done you could have just done animation and yeah. so, but they're like we got to use cg it's this new cutting edge technology i'm like mm-hmm. yeah and there's a reason it always looked bad cuz we didn't have the two equipment to render it properly i mean also they could have like made them a little bit more intimidating looking i mean if there are these things that are possessing freddy or whatever the hell like they're all like they're like the hyenas online game. They reminded me of something you would have seen on Sesame Street. They're like Muppets. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean and they have like the weird voices and shit. And it's just like, what the hell is this even? What are you doing right now? Yeah, like when they were laughing at the end when Freddie blows up and they escape, they're like <laughs> with like these weird voices. I'm like, these yeah. are not scary. They're not frightening. You made them come off as like just mischievous little demon things. Which, I mean, I, I get it, but come on. Again, somebody wasn't there like that the, the day. The, the the usual guy. That's what I always chalk it up to is that the guy that's usually there to make sure that stupid shit doesn't go in movies is and just, at some point he's not there a day. And they just mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Because that part, that, that part's pretty fucking stupid even really the first is. time i saw it i'm like this is so dumb i've always thought i would have just preferred if that scene where they show him being burned mm-hmm. if he if they would have just done something where he had like a monologue just yelling like yeah you know i'll get my revenge i'll get my vengeance your children aren't safe they'll never be safe you know right you won't, my physical form may be gone but you'll see you'll see something yeah something that's like oh okay as opposed to oh it's a supernatural thing he's just another ghost or demon thing it's like that was never implied it was implied that his his need for vengeance against these people was so driving that it created this evil entity yeah it was i mean it was still supernatural in nature but it wasn't like demons or something like that it really wasn't explained right uh you just it just uh you, you just have to assume like use your imagination of what it is yeah it's like jason's never been explained but i know it's like oh he doesn't die yeah like the most just they've done is like jason x well i mean jason goes to hell they gave us like this body swapping demon thing yeah right but like in jason x they're like oh he can regenerate i'm like yeah i buy that Look at part seven. He's decaying, but he's still basically in one piece and ripping motherfuckers in half. So, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thinking about it, that's kind of an oxymoron, kind of, isn't it? He's rotting away, but yet he has the strength to to keep carrying on. Because by part seven, he was already, I mean, six, you know, is when he gets, you know, he he pretty much got Frankenstein. Yeah. And. Which is that's that's where they got that's where he got the idea from that is, is Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and so he becomes the he becomes the quote unquote zombie Jason, which Tom McLaughlin says he is not a zombie, 
And he was very adamant about that. But, I, uh, I don't buy into the zombie part either, simply because like there are okay side side thing. There are typical tropes to zombies, whether it be voodoo or the living dead version of zombies. Yeah, Jason doesn't really abide by any of those rules. Jason to me seems to be like the like he was the mountain man who didn't die essentially. But then the love for his mother to avenge his mother's death created this unstoppable force. Boy's best friend just keeps coming. Right. Exactly. It just keeps coming. It's like taking the the relationship and psycho and going, but this person will never die. They'll just keep coming and coming and coming. It is unrelenting. It is. So like when you had when you get to Freddy versus Jason, it's like the irresistible force meets the immovable object. Yeah. You know? It's like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, I I just never bought the zombie things. I'm like, well, there's certain things with the zombie that Jason doesn't do. They're like, but yeah. he's a he's a corpse that's walking around. That's a zombie. I'm like partially well, correct, but Well, Tom Tom McLaughlin said that uh he is he's not a zombie, he's a reanimated. So. I'm okay with that. I well, I'll go with that. Yeah. yeah. I can do that. And it's also just gives me another thing to argue with people when they're like, Oh, he's a zombie. I'm like, Well, the director told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was because I'm, I'm that kind of dick. Yeah. 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 I'm like if you summer camp. Yeah. You've got that, and I'm like, I've watched Crystal Lake Memories like three times all the way through. I've heard him speak of this. Yeah. I think even there he mentions like no he's resurrected by lightning that's you know like a reanimated creature I'm like yeah that makes sense you don't yeah. call Frankenstein's monster a zombie no you is know, that just like because a... at some point he's articulate and can speak but right well I mean it's also like going down to like reanimated you know it's like a, ah, you know it's they're kind of zombies but they're but they're but they're also they're not brought back in a way like they're you know, it's it's by a serum, so they're not yeah. like I don't know. It's just kind of it's just like they're they're reanimated. Yeah, like that I could I could see a little bit more of like people going, well, they're zombies. That could be well, they're zombie esque, right? I mean, they are dead bodies that are reanimated in some way, but it's by reagent. It's not by some inexplicable thing or a satellite or whatever the explanation for Romero zombies ever actually was. We I don't think we ever got one. And it's uh, not vo- the, it's not voodoo either. The, so. the closest thing that we got uh to an understanding of what happened when it comes down to the Romero zombies was uh George C. Romero uh he put out the Rise, um, which was a heavy metal comic. Uh he put out he actually put out two different ones, but one of them was the Rise, which um is the prequel to not living dead. And, okay. uh, he said that it was, it was one thing that his dad before, before his dad died, it was like one of the only things his dad, like really was, he gave him the thumbs up on and said, that was really awesome. Like, that's really, 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 really cool. The way to put it. And, uh, I think in that it's been a minute since I've read it, but I think in that one, it, it's, it's a, it's a, they go, it goes more towards like the radioactive kind of thing, but there's a little bit more extra to it, but yeah, sorry. Okay. I'm going all big long fan. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine because I never, I never heard that before. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I find it interesting that 
Freddy is really the only slasher of this era that had a personality. He was the only one that really spoke. I mean, Jason, silent. Michael Myers, silent. Freddy, boisterous personality, wisecracks. Uh, as the, the series progressed, I mean, the closest those, those three, the closest you come to those Chucky. Yeah, Chucky is the only other one who's like, ah, no, no, no. I also have a personality. Yeah, but before Chucky's we got funnier. Chucky, yeah, Chucky's always been more of a of a wisecracking kind of right dark like, humor. Where's the Chucky there. versus Freddy movie? Where's that movie? Holy <laughs> shit! Fucking Freddy just kicking Chucky around over and over again till fucking Tiff comes in and fucking falls in love with both of them. You're both like, just I mean, so crazy. Yeah. And then that becomes a whole different type of movie. But yeah. Then it, becomes, then it becomes then it becomes kink porn and uh, you know, midget porn and shit. Oh, oh. I I oh. don't want to think about Freddy having his way with uh, the plastic doll. <laughs> And you know he would too. You know he would. Oh, I mean, it's it's better than him doing it to children. So, well, yeah, that is very true. Yeah. There is there's one other thing that I found really weird. Um, we, before we we wrap before we get to the point of wrapping up or anything like that, mm-hmm. how Freddie crosses the line to like move on, he goes into his daughter's brain, like, yeah. And then nothing happens. He just is in the dream world again. I'm like, wait a minute. We could have done a, a callback to part two where he was possessing her. That would have made more and, sense. And then you could have had her kill John Doe, freak out everyone else, and then do yeah. an homage to that splitting of you know the dream sequence where he comes out of Jesse, do something similar to that. He's inside me, Grady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure gonna, he is, Jesse. I'm sure he is. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I, I really do enjoy that scene. It's it cracks me up every time though. See, the thing is that, that there was not really any there wasn't too many like tie-ins to two because I, if I remember correctly, two was not a favorite of of like the franchise itself pretty much bl- like yeah. blackballed the, the second one. And the, yeah. which is which is why uh, old dude, you know, made that documentary, and he has a big. He he tries to to use his uh, his Freddie being in that movie, that one movie, um, as as being. Well, he was in other movies too. But that was like the only movie that like I could think of the top of my like my head that he was in. But he didn't he didn't have a very good relationship with it with the the cast and crew from from what I I remember on documentaries and shit. Yeah. He's a bit of an asshole, from what I gather. Uh, did you ever watch this documentary? Are you talking about uh, Mark Patton's documentary, The Scream yeah. Queen? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did watch it. I've watched it a couple of times, actually. It really, because I, 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 I started watching it, and I, I actually like stopped by halfway through, because like he just, I don't know, he just came came off to me like a whiny ass in a lot of ways, and, see, and it just seemed out like a dick. I can see that. I didn't take it that way. I took it as he was more someone who was kind of betrayed by the writer in a sense of part two. Cause the yeah. writer blatantly put in these overtones. There was no subtext. It was blatant on the page, regardless. I think regardless of what anyone will tell you, even when yeah. most of the people working on the film were like, well, yeah, we were wondering the director was like, I had no idea. I'm like, 
there's a possibility you didn't. You could just be that naive. It's right. As far as the writer, I think with him putting that stuff in and then coming out and going, oh, well, it wasn't my writing. The actor was just too gay. I'm like, he wasn't out. So you didn't really have a right to say that. So I think more he's just like, he felt betrayed and jaded and like, you know what? I'm just angry at what happened because I might have had a a more illustrious career after this. Right. Not saying saying part two was going to open doors for him, but he may have got more work than seeing because I don't think he's bad in the movie at all. No, actually, he's not. He, he really isn't. I just it's it can be taken two ways. So I can see where you see what you're seeing and then I see it a different way. It's it's all up to interpretation. Yeah, And, and maybe I need to need to go back and actually just, you know, finish watching the thing and, and maybe have a different opinion. You know, I guess I, 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 I can get that. I can because I I'm kind of a bitter person when it comes down to certain shit and and that's and that's a big deal. I think my my whole thing was is like okay, you you piss all over the franchise and all that shit or whatever. But now it's your it's your claim to fame. Like it's you you go like to you're like oh I'm I'm Jesse from this movie that I badmouth for years. I hate that part of it. You know what I mean? But but yeah. you know over, overall like I I get it. I all aspects of it I get it too. I mean fuck if you can make a buck make a buck. You know, yeah. So, but you know, I I feel like I need to go back and rewatch it because I, I I do I know I know we're right because I mean honestly we're talking about Freddy Freddy two a lot, uh you know yeah I see Freddy two but you know Freddy's Revenge, um, yeah. yeah and we're probably talking about Freddy's Dead so maybe maybe I I need to 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 go back and just because I'm not gonna lie it's it's the least watched out of out of whenever I watched it yeah um, it was. It was for me for a long time, too, and I've watched it more recently, especially for doing this, you know, retrospective thing we're doing here. But yeah, and it wasn't. And let me go ahead and make this note. It, the, the, it's not because of the 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 gay overtones um, that that had nothing to do with it. Um, I just for some reason, it just it. I guess I was always just so caught up in the fact that it was like, whoa, whoa way off script here. What, what do you mean you could do this shit? Which. You know, it was only the second movie, uh, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of experimenting, you know. But yeah, the writer, uh, I, how could how could you not know what you were writing? Yeah, like that's pretty. I mean, he's jumping around on the bed with a pop gun on his crotch, and he's yeah. very very flamboyant about it. And you know, and the, the whole he's inside me, Grady. And there's a couple of, I mean, and not to mention, we can't forget, we can't forget about the 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 fucking coach. Um, yeah, as a kid, that was a very awkward scene. As a kid, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, of course, you know, as a kid, I watched these movies way younger than I should have. But as a kid, uh, who had already been, you know, watching Up All Night and shit with, you know, Ronda Shear and, and fucking uh, Gilbert Godfrey. All right, Gilbert, was it Gilbert Godfrey? Yeah, right, Gilbert Godfrey. Uh, yeah. yeah, Up All Night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is that smell? Uh, but uh. But yeah, I, I, you know, so I've, I've seen the the B movies with uh, you know the scantily clad girls running around every five seconds and like that, right? Uh, and the, you know, so it was weird for me to see a movie that was uh, you know Freddie, and it just be like, oh well, there's this coach that is, is in a leather bar, and I don't even know what a leather bar is. I'm like five. What the fuck is this? You know, like it's just it, it just yeah. it, it, I think it kind of fucked me up as a kid. You know, it was. It, it, when you're young and you're and you're not really sure of the world 
and you kind of dive into these kind of movies and they kind of has that kind of thing. And you're like, I don't what, because I, I don't think that <clears throat> I think I watched, I think I, I watched most of the other ones before I even got to the second one originally, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, it was a, it was a weird, uh, it was a weird thing to see after going back and watching, you know, four and five and all that shit. And then going back and seeing, you know, two is just like, eh. yeah, like two kind of weird. Two, I don't remember ever being on TV. One was definitely on TV, but it was mostly three, four, and five. And then later on, Freddy's Dead kind of started making the rounds on like yeah. sci-fi and stuff. Part yeah. two, I had never seen on TV. I think more recently, you're starting to see it show up in like Halloween marathons and stuff. Yeah. Now, I actually, that's actually where I first watched it was on TV. Like, it, uh, it was on. It was on. It was on USA because I had it taped. Uh, USA used to be really good, if you remember, uh, with having yeah. uh, part twos. If they do a double feature, it was uh, like I've got I've got a VHS somewhere around here that has Puppet Master two and Child's Play two. You know, they never put the first one because you know rights and all that shit. It's a lot harder to get the originals that time. They can get the sequels for cheap. Yeah, this yeah. was back before and- USA was like a big prime time cable network. That was just that was when they were just kind of kind of starting to build up what they what they are now. Yeah, you, know, you would get a lot of, to think about a lot of repeats of old TV shows. Yeah, or like weird Canadian shows. I think one of them was called like Square Pegs that used to be on way back in the day. But like well, the part, yeah. I don't remember part two of Nightmare ever being on there, but I remember part twos of other things like. But then Sci-Fi was another one back in the day that would show. Like the most obscure random horror movies. Safa was killer when it came out. Yeah. It was now absolutely amazing as a kid when it came out. And then yeah. it just fucking fell flat. That was within sci- a couple of years. Yeah. Sci-fi was what introduced me to MST3K. So I will forever thank that version of Sci-Fi Channel. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. When real, real, real quick, I, I got to give it up to the old school sci-fi on that shit. Back when, mm-hmm. back when it was it was spelled a certain, when it was it was different, differently spelled, um, and it, it they they did they played a lot of those movies that when you're a kid and you're getting into all that shit, uh, you kind of got happy about it. Me and my buddy John Horvath, when we when we found out Sci-Fi Channel was 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 a thing, uh, dude, we couldn't be more excited. And then literally. Two or three years later, it it dropped the ball, and it was all these really shitty movies and uh, stupid TV shows, and it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, when they started getting the ball rolling, like early on for me, it was, oh, this is how I got introduced to Pumpkinhead. This is how I yes learned about Hellraiser three, Hell on Earth, mm-hmm. before I had seen Hellraiser one or two. Yep, and like I said, MST three K, and then just. A lot of the Puppet Master stuff showed up there, too. So I'm like, okay, this is like the weird niche channel. And then all of a sudden there was all these original shows. And then we're going to change the spelling. And now it's like, I don't want to watch you because most of your movies are fucking Asylum and they're garbage. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to watch Sharknado. I don't want to watch Sharknado. I've watched the first couple and that's enough Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, that's but that's that's about the time that that. That uh, I just kind of like had it with sci-fi. They had already sucked before then, but that was kind of like okay. And then apparently now Sharknado has a huge following, and I'm like, why? Yeah, I I don't understand it. I'm like, they're they weren't made f- to be good. They were made just basically to try and get some money. 
Yeah. Like, and I, I just remember not to go back, but growing up, I remember there were local stations here that I would stay up when I was way too young. And mm. it's how I first saw parts of Day of the Dead. Like, I remember distinctively seeing the Captain Rhodes separation in Day of the Dead at like 2.30 in the morning on like a Saturday. Because Word. the local stations way back, you know, late 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s would play anything that late at night. Oh, yeah. So Freddy's Nightmares was on, but then like Day of the Dead, pretty much uncensored. You know, only a few years removed from its release in 85. So like 89, I'm seeing it on TV at like two in the morning, full uncut gore. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not sleeping. Yeah. Those, and I'd those, have nightmares, but then, I'd, but then I'd, I'd seek it out still. I'd have nightmares and I'd be like, what can I watch tonight? What can I sneak up and watch tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, TV God was like the greatest thing for that. Like I, I would, well, because for, for those that might be listening, not sure what a TV God is. It was this little book that came in the mail or you got it at the grocery store and it told you what was coming on for like the next week. Um, and as, as the kid that I was, you know, I, I, I was given a, uh, I had, I, I had an old school, uh, VCR and, uh, it was having some issues. So dad bought my own VCR and you could, you could record on it. And I recorded fucking everything. So I would yep. go through the, the TV guide and I would look at, okay, between 11 and 12 is usually when, you know, TV, you know, would go from the usual programming to horror movies or whatever. So I would just scan through there and like highlight, you know, okay, I got this, I got to set up for this. Like, Oh, this one, da, 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 you know? And then there was, what was really fun was sitting there and cutting the commercials out of all of them, pushing pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so, we're, we're old yeah. men now. <laughs> yeah. Doing that with doing that with VHS and also doing that with audio cassettes. For those of you that don't know, audio cassettes was a format before streaming became popular where music was recorded onto these tapes that were encased in plastic. It was which, actually like tape. <laughs> which have actually made a huge comeback. Yeah, I find it so funny that that has made a comeback. Like, I get records, I get vinyl making a comeback because mm. it's kind of timeless. Yeah. Audio cassettes. With the amount of problems I had with tape decks eating my tapes back in the day. Right. Yeah. Like these were the least convenient because I don't know how many tapes re- recorded tapes, mind you, not not ones that I purchased, luckily. Mm. Maybe one or well, maybe one or two that I purchased, but mostly it was the recorded tapes that I had that got eaten up by so many car stereos or home dual mm-hmm. cassette recorders. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I I see for me, uh cassettes, just real quick, cassettes, what what I love about cassettes, because I, I still have quite a bit of a collection of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I like about them is uh, it's the one format of listening to music to where it's it's more difficult to skip. This way, you can put on an album and listen to it all the way through, and you know you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. And I I I always like that. I don't know, like as a kid, you know, I remember buying uh, for fucking five bucks at a gas station going to my grandmother's. Um, I had my little Walkman, and they had those like you know I remember they used to have CDs and tapes. Right, you know, at the 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 right at the, the counter, you know. Um, yep. I know and exactly I got what you're talking about. I, I remember like getting, you know, buying. You know, my dad got me a Diary of a Madman from Ozzy Osbourne. I listened to that thing over and over again. You know, as soon as that one side was over, flip it over, and it was ready to go on the other. And I did that over and over again. I just, I just, I just one, one thing I always loved about him, you know. Yeah, so. I had so many cassettes growing up, and it's funny. Um, I don't know if you've heard of 
the documentary uh, Survival of the Film Freaks. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I have or not actually. Oh, it's if you get a chance to look it up and check it out, it's it's actually really fun. It's talking about like VHS collectors, things like that. Oh, sweet. I went on, I went on and backed it because a few people I know were involved in the making of it. So I went on and backed it online, and I got the the soundtrack, but it's on cassette. Ah, nice. The problem is I've never been able to listen to it because I don't own a cassette player. Oh, so it's, that's it's that in sucks. storage, protected, still in the cellophane wrapper. I have not opened it to take it out. So I'm like, this will be opened when I get a new tape deck, which right. sounds weird to say in 2023, I'm going to get a new tape deck, but they're still out there. They, uh, man, there are, uh, there are certain companies that are putting out uh, the dual thing again um for recording and shit you know the 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 double-sided uh uh, cassette uh yeah i had a lot of those greg i had the little portable ones Mm -hmm. almost every year for my birthday i would get an upgraded version of one and then i finally i remember my buddy got an upgraded stereo so he was like, here, you can have mine. And it was like a five-disc CD changer with the tuner, the AM-FM tuner, yep. and the the dual cassette. It was like this Sony that had the speakers that you could detach from the sides and put them anywhere in the room. Yeah, I had that I had, too. I had the speakers on either side of the room, and then I'd load in my favorite CDs, and then I'd load in two of my favorite cassettes, and I'm like, I'm good to go. I can listen to the radio. When the radio goes to shit, I can turn on whatever else I want. Yeah. I didn't realize that I I didn't realize that the that the speakers came off until like the my my boombox was about dead, oh, and I was like, man. well, fuck me running. That could have been a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you had you worked your way. You went from a a small little radio <laughs> with a cassette, and then you worked your way up to the boombox. And when you got the boombox, that was that was like the shit. And then like your yeah. boombox turned into the you know the five CD changer. Or, the four, you know, whatever the fuck, and then right. then it works. Then it works. It works its way into to you know most cars when you get to that age, you know. <laughs> yeah, the first the first time I had a car with a CD player built in, I was like, oh my god, this is great. Yeah. And then I had friends who were like, no, you got to change the head unit of your car and get one with an aux cable so you can plug your iPod or whatever into it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and now everything is oh, I just get in and my phone's connected through Bluetooth and I can stream whatever. Yeah, see, I, is, that's, that's it's convenient, that's but at the same time, I kind of miss going through my book of CDs or like having a random tape in the glove box. And mm-hmm. oh, dude, I love it, man. Uh, I don't, I, 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 I don't. I've I've only had one. I've I've had two vehicles that have had CD players, and neither one of them worked. Um, so when, uh, whenever, like I, I borrow my mom's car or some shit, um, or if I'm borrowing a car or I'm in a car that, that I'm driving that has a, a, a CD player, dude, mm-hmm. I, I completely grab a hand, you know, a, a stack of CDs and I can only be gone because a lot of times my, my mom comes in and watches my son while I go to you know band practice for a couple hours. And, uh, so I, I'll only be gone, like literally going like, you know, seven minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. But I'll take like three CDs with me just in case, right. you know, because I I don't ever get a chance to, you know, because you know YouTube is what I've got on or Spotify most of the fucking time, and I've got a shit ton of CDs um, that uh, that I just I love. It's just like it's like vinyl, 
you know, yeah. open them up and look at the, the, the inside, the art, look at the CD itself and all that. You know, I, I'm one of those guys, man. I, you know, so any chance I get to, uh, to actually put my CDs or cassettes uh, to good use, man, you know, I'm down. I'm for it. Yeah, see, I'm I still have, in. I have a big binder of CDs. I went through and got rid of all the cases and the, the booklets for them. So I was like, I don't need all this anymore. I'm, it's just taking up room. So I have a big binder full of CDs. Stuff I've bought and stuff I burned over the years. Mm -hmm. What's oh, funny dude. is <laughs> I have not put, I have not used a <clears throat> player in the car I have now. I have never put a CD in it. It has always been just connected to my phone and pull up whatever I want. That's basically everything in my CD collection is basically it. In my phone, I'm like, why have I never just grabbed this, grabbed a few CDs? And yeah. I don't even know if the CD player works. I've had the same car since 2017. I don't know if the CD player works. See, now, now, now the thing is, now I love my CDs and I love listening to it, but the, the having like Spotify or like, you know, just, you know, hooking up to, to the Bluetooth and all that, you know, the beauty of that is like, okay, well, I have any song that I want to hear at this very moment, like, you know, to mm -hmm. my expose, you know. Um, but, you know, with CDs, I also, same thing. I mean, like, you can go through and skip and skip too, but. You know, you get that one one or two CDs you have with you that like is just solid for you know from the front to the back and and you just let it play and you don't worry about having to change shit. It's a it's a beautiful fucking thing, man. It yeah, really is. Exactly. It's easier to get through CDs and listen to everything on there or a cassette than it is to get through the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise in a full watch of, this, uh, of yeah. the franchise. One hundred percent. Yeah. To bring it back to we've been talking about because this is oh uh, man it's always fun talking with you man it's always fun oh yeah dude i always i always love coming on yeah dude i love talking to you so final thoughts on freddy's dead would you would you say people should if they're if they haven't seen it or even if they have should they give it a rewatch or a first time watch do you think it's definitely something somebody should sit down and watch even as like a first time if they've never seen it especially i mean if you're if you're new to the franchise and you're going through them, I mean, yeah, give it a watch. I mean, it's it's got its bad and it's good, but it's it's got more bad than it has good. I mean, it, it's it's goofy. It's 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 the goofiest out, out, out of the movies. Uh, it's the wackiest. It's 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 the biggest mess. Mm -hmm. um, watch it. You know, you might. I know a lot of people who just love this movie to death, and. After we, and I was one of those people, honestly. Like, I really like it was one of my favorites. And literally rewatching it the other night, uh, I don't know when the next time I'll watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it's it, it. I love it, but I don't love it. it. I think I love the memories that go along with, you know, seeing it as a kid and getting into all that shit. You know, I think that's I think that's what I love about it more than anything is watching it and remembering. You know, hanging out with my buddies when I was like fucking thirteen, watching this shit. You know, right? And instead of actually going, man, this is a great movie because it really isn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like, if you haven't watched it, give it a watch to see you understand what it is. Might as I, well. Yeah, I mean, I had high hopes for it when I first saw it because I was like, oh, this is where they killed off Freddy. I remember, you know, the commercials on TV. Where mm -hmm. you had Iron Butterflies and I got a DeVita playing over a lot of those spots. I'm like, this is going to be cool. And then I watched it and was just like, oh. False advertising. Ah, uh, okay. This is what they did. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was like, and I thought five was the low point in the series. You look back and you're like, five's it's as as many flaws as five has, it's not nearly as flawed as Freddy's Dead. I'd rather watch five than, than Freddy's Dead. Four and five and four and five, Dream Master, Dream Child are two that I can put on. Like my favorite is Dream Warriors, but if I'm just looking for like background movies while I'm working on something, four and five of nightmare same. i can throw on anytime it's kind of the same yeah, with dude. four and five of halloween even though part five of halloween is like eh, it's a mess i can put it those on and be like okay yeah yeah same i do I, I there's a special place in my heart for four and five of, of both those those well no i because five kind of sucks but yeah but yeah i don't know say it's about the same you know like i i remember like when it comes to halloween four and five i watched those first before i seen any of the others same. Uh, they were yeah. always. I saw them on TV before I saw the rest. Then I was like, "Wait a minute! There's a part three that doesn't have Michael Myers." And then at first I hated it, and now I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, no, no! It's great! It's fantastic!" Yeah, and with and with Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, four and five. There's there. I don't know. For some reason, I, I'm the same way. You know, if I'm like, ah, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little Freddy tonight. You know, like I'm doing some shit or whatever. I like just throw some uh, four and five on. That's usually because that because they're 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 fun. You know. They, uh, they go they fast too. Yeah, yeah. they connect. Oh, yeah. Which which is another thing that I kind of wish they would have done with Freddy's Dead is give us some more of the Alice story because it just it just goes away. After five, it's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, she had her kid. It's like, yeah, but she lost Dan, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah, o- old girl that that uh took over uh for Patricia Arquette, uh she annoys the living shit out of me. She is my least favorite thing about those about the about four and five. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I don't I don't mind <laughs> it. I I'm okay with that. If they would have done something, I mean Tommy Jarvis got three movies in Friday. So we could have got a third movie with Alice to close that out. She being the one that kills Freddie instead mm-hmm. of his daughter we never knew about. But we already talked about all that. Right, right. <laughs> see, I think we're both like, you know see it for the sake of kind of learning about the movie. Yeah. You know, and Hey, if you end up really enjoying it, more power to you. Hey, everyone has their preferences, man. Everyone's got their opinions on things and that's cool. Whatever. And every town has an Elm street. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So with that, Chuck, you got anything you want to plug? You want to promote right over here? Sure. Is yours. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, well, my band Bastion Sons of a Judas Goat, uh, we are playing the Fists of Riffs, uh, two day music festival thing in, uh, in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky, um, on May 12th and May 13th, we're playing on, on the 12th, uh, alongside, uh, uh, Artwork for the Blonde, um, which is a great fucking band, um, out of uh, Indiana, uh, to, uh, 20 watt tombstone they're a two-piece the good southern rock uh heavy southern rock guys um the hell you say key arm there's, there's a whole bunch of great great local bands in, in the the around kentucky uh and indiana kind of area um we're also recording our, our we've been in the process of recording our new album uh which uh we're hopefully i gotta go in and do vocals both of us do mainly me um, here soon so have hopefully have that out in a couple of a uh, couple of months um all right my podcast 
Video Store Clerks, Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we've been taking kind of a little bit of a hiatus for a couple of weeks because there's one of our guys uh, has had some serious, uh, he's got some heart issues that have uh, kind of crept up and kind of ruined some shit. Um, uh, but we'll be back on track here soon. And then uh, Nasty Nation and Graveyard Talk, uh, that you can you can listen to those on Spotify and uh, uh uh, anchor. Um, and that's of course, graveyard talk is my buddy Whitman, who I've mentioned a few times tonight, who, uh, also check him out Whitman photography. You can look him up. He's on all, all the little platforms, IG and Facebook and all that shit. Um, and then I'm also, uh, I've got some writing stuff going on. Uh, I've got a novella that I'm, I'm finishing up. Um, uh, and it's about a, it's, I'll just give you a hint. It's about a killer soda machine. <laughs> oh, um, nice! And, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's kind of a fucked up story, probably one of the most fucked up stories I've ever written. Um, and I'm also writing stories for the Any Last Words uh, podcast, uh, Any What Last Words magazine uh, that I have my own little segments in called Nasty's Nightmares. So nice, yeah. So check that shit out. That's yeah, that's that's yeah, that's all I've got going on at this moment. Cool. And I will put information for all that Chuck mentioned in the show notes. Chuck, if you want to send me over information for where your band's going to be playing, I'll include that in the show notes too, so people can check that out, figure out if they want to go down there and see you guys live and shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. So again, Chuck, thank you for coming on. It's always a blast having you here. Always a blast uh, uh, coming on, man. I definitely appreciate it. I always love talking to horror with you. We may we may not stay on topic for most of the show, but I don't give a fuck, man. It's a lot of fun. Hey, that's, we, we that, eventually that's how it bring goes. It right back. We eventually bring it back to what we're talking about. We always Kevin baking it up. I'm telling you, that's just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> I really get thanks, man. You're always welcome to come on. Hey, anytime, bro. Anytime. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, why don't you uh talk to Whitman at some point, see if maybe he wants to join us for a conversation about something. We'll see see about setting something up. I shall. I will actually. I'll be seeing him here in just a little bit, actually. So I'll, I'll definitely throw that out at him. All right. Until next time, everyone, why don't you just keep enjoying the universe that's just a bit skewered? Connect with us on social media. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash skewered universe podcast or join the group. Facebook.com slash group slash skewered universe podcast. Follow us on Twitter at skewered you or Instagram at skewered underscore universe underscore podcast. Find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean.com. Support the show by going to patreon.com slash podcast to get special episodes and commentary tracks exclusive to members. <laughs> What's with kids today, huh? No respect. You can't scare me anymore. Oh, you better speak up. Must be my death here. <laughs> Come, food. This bitch. <laughs>